er en gedalsjes minlumt kam et trislulishnes kalare vishagayantat an kolara hershen vishahartian a koja er en gedalsjes minlam firkin folja ara rovilikuigaras nokdron dan okoit kalure tavoktaksha agas nyurta deshak en chiklikele kan pongar bon moriakt yara forten ska emission stuart and not to reshe a hiv Today is a special day uh, when we are celebrating an artistic event, one that crosses all boundaries of art and all boundaries indeed of time and nationality. And as I have just said in Irish, I so want to congratulate and how very moving it is and how important it is and what a great reminder it is of the importance of language through time and the wonderful presentations that we have just heard. And you're all very welcome today as we gather to celebrate the arrival in Oris and Uthron of this beautiful sculpture, Pangarbon. And I want to, of course, express my gratitude uh, to uh, the sea uh, of Estona and distinguished sculptress, Imogen Stewart, one of Ireland's most respected artists whose creative vision will so enhance this shared space here in the Aorus. And it's very consistent with the philosophy that has always informed her pieces, that it will be seen by all of those who visit the visitor centre here at Aorus and Uthron. Pangaborn was, of course, as you have heard, uh, inspired by a 9th century poem, believed to have been written by an Irish monk somewhere, as you have heard, in the vicinity of Rackenau Abbey in Austria, where the Benedictines to this day care for the original manuscript and who continue this monastic tradition, which had such a profound influence on the history and civilization of Europe. The poem and the sculpture are telling us something and will tell those who visit something very important of our European story, how an Irish monk, located in Austria over a thousand years ago, had his poem translated so much later by an Englishman, Robin Flower, who in turn sparks the creative fires of a gifted sculptor born in Germany and living in an island, and who sets about the work that we are celebrating today. This is the human condition our stories have always been intertwined, and indeed most strikingly so, when you, it is achieved through the reworking of cultural connections. We've always traveled and lived amongst each other's lives, sometimes returning, sometimes not, reinterpreting and reframing each other's experiences as understood through our own perspectives, creating a narrative for the sharing that in turn is to be reworked and reshaped by arrivals and departures and by the passage of time, reminding us of how we are all migrants in time. I am so glad that the ambassadors of both Germany and Austria have joined us today. Your Excellencies, thank you for being with us. You honour us. And of course, you part as well are celebrating with us this shared heritage that we're celebrating this afternoon. But Imogen has so beautifully reflected on the work of this monk whose name is now lost to us and whose words have been represented by Robin Flower. The text incorporated into the sculpture 
reminds us of how words and art so emotionally and instinctively interact with each other. At the heart of both words and the sculpture is the concept of living and working in harmony. The writer tells us, so it goes, to each his own, no vying, no vexation. And while the artist has made her own aesthetic journey into that congruent space, it is, of course, a shared and enduring space, a creative collaboration between artists separated by time and place and form, who speak quietly and harmoniously to each other across the distance of so many centuries. Indeed, it is greatly inspiring to see how the work of one artist can renew itself through the imagination of another, reimagined in a different age and reshaped through the prism of a different experience and a different time. If I may say in her own language, in Ashton na saoleacht is feder la splank in sparoja, gak chorin a hairo, is feder le halontori, a vehen an anam karja gan order kunstak ama no kultur. And through the great talent of Imogen's Stuart, for this is Imogen's day, a poem written over a thousand years ago has been brought visually to life in this modern age here at Horus and Uthron, remaining relevant and now available to a new and very different audience to that which prevailed when it was first created. Imogen, of course, I have said it is Imogen's day, and she is one of Ireland's foremost sculptors and has been a much-valued member of Ireland's arts community for a very long time. Some years ago, I had the privilege of conferring an image on the Torque that signified her election as a sea of Estona. That post is filled by election of one's fellow members of Estona, fellow artists. And on that occasion, I remarked that I'm always struck by how often when Imogen Stewart's sculpture comes up for mention in conversation among the many artists I've had the pleasure of knowing as friends. Praise for her work goes hand in hand with a profound and moving affection for the artist herself. And that is a very great tribute, but a very well-deserved one, well-earned one, that reflects the generosity of spirit that defines Imogen Stewart the artist. For Imogen has always demonstrated a sincere will to place her art not in the separate spaces where the response and pleasure would be for an elite, but right at the heart of society and community, the work to be enjoyed and appreciated by everyone. For much of Imogen's work has been created for the Catholic Church, works such as the Penal Cross in Loch Derg, the water fonts at the Shrine at Knock, the Stations of the Cross at Ballantyre Abbey, and the carved altar in the chapel of University College Cork, all offering quiet and uplifting backdrops to the spiritual lives of those who come to worship, seek succor, reflect or sit in silent contemplation. Several generations of children have played around the fiddler of Dooney statue in Stillorgan Shopping Centre, while Bangor was for many years a natural part of the daily lives of shoppers in Dunleary and then later of the students who congregated round it at the Arts Block at University College Dublin. Imogen sculptures are also displayed in schools, hospitals and other public buildings, enjoyed in a spirit of community and togetherness, while also, I have no doubt, 
speaking quietly to the imagination of many and inspiring other aesthetic journeys into reimagined worlds. Closer to our, our own home here at Oris and Uthron, even before the arrival of Pangor Bone, Imogen had left her mark at Oris and Uthron with her superb work on the portrait bust of Mary Robinson in the Francini Corridor here. And also, of course, and I was so pleased about this, through her participation in the selection committee for the sculpture Sabine and I had commissioned for the centenary of the 1916 Rising. And Imogen's experience as a sculpture was such an important element of that committee's inspired choice of Jarkon and Nina, the People's Acorn biracial joint. I'm so, I'm so pleased is with us this afternoon. I should also say, and it isn't a mark, but it's so very important, that all of this impetus towards having, as it were, an appropriate sculpture in the period of centenaries here at Oris and Uthron is very strongly driven by Sabine Higgins, who pushes all the time for us to do more. The inclusive nature of Emerson's art is greatly evident in Pangerborn through the careful placing of the integral benches, which invite the public to become active participants uh, in her work. Often think of all that intellectual literature that is there that is very, very valuable on what is the relationship between the person looking and the work of art herself. She's very conscious of that. And rather than passive observers, people are asked to participate in the experience, each one different. And indeed, as we have seen in the video we compiled for today's event, it was greatly impressive when Pangor Bourne was being installed downstairs to witness how much attention Imogen and her daughter Ashling paid to the positioning of each element, including the benches, and to realise what an important component they are of this great unfinished creative expression. It is a creative expression that we are so fortunate to have here at Aurora Sanuktron, and I would delight, like, also like to thank the President of University College Dublin, Professor Andrew Dix, who is represented here, and Ruth Ferguson, UCD's art curator for facilitating its relocation to the home of the President of Ireland. For over a thousand years, the story of the little white cat and his monk companion have entertained and instructed each devoted to his craft, as you have heard, each acting out their instinctive and schooled natures in perfect harmony, and now through Imogen's vision and generosity, the superb work and through the superb cooperation and work of the Office of Public Works, and I thank all of them, Eva Hurley and then and the staff here at the Oris, Ernie and Mark, and everyone who's associated with it, the thousands of people who visit us here every year, and 20,000 people a year come through the Oris, can enjoy the vivid detail of the sculpture that brings the written material so sharply alive. And we can be prompted to thought and reflection and appreciate the unique opportunity we have of experiencing how a gifted artist in a contemporary age can interpret artistic works written composed in the past. So many moments and time slip quietly by, unrecorded and forgotten, and we are havoc fortunate to have the writers, the painters, the poets, the sculptors, who capture those singular incidents or images that clarify and define an important moment of epiphany. 
Are they moved to hear it? They're entering in, the, in old Irish. There are those who speak languages where the word for future is back and where the word for the past is in the future, which is so important. To those imaginative and creative people, we owe a very great deal of gratitude, not only creating as they do, something that is aesthetically beautiful and uplifting, but also assisting us in understanding our world, its transience, and our place in that transience. And it's worth remembering, too, that exceptional inspired developer and patron of the arts, Mr. Kish Kennedy, who developed some of Ireland's earliest shopping centres, including Stilorgan and Dunleary, and it was he who saw the value in including public art in developments. And for a man for whom Imogen, I know, has the highest regard. The poem Pangor Bone has, of course, captured the imagination of so many artists, and translations, Ashtar coin of the poem into English, have been undertaken by literary joints such as Robin Flowers, Frank O'Connor, W.H. Oden, and, of course, Seamus Heaney. In more recent years, Pangor has been introduced to new generations, too, through several illustrated books for children, and his appearance in the animated film The Secret of Kells, where his owner, Brother Aidan, was famously voiced by our dear friend Mick Lally. And we're in for a treat, for I understand. We will have Pangor Bone sung in just a short while by Imogen's great-granddaughter, Ramona Dinian. And I'm so grateful that we've had with us today. I've already, really thanked them. From Minuth University, Professor David Stifter, an Austrian living here in Ireland, but making such a contribution to us all in Europe, Dr. Deborah Hayden and Dr. Siobhan Barrett, who have, you have just heard recite Pangor Bone in the original Shan Gaelia, in modern Irish, and Robin Flower's English translation. These are languages we share and must always share and respect together, and most beautifully accompanied by Hapnus Elish Nirirdon. And I think we've also had, of course, Ilan Pipe and Nolik McCorrick, and we will be hearing him again later, Mabuikas Doth Iliok. Let me thank especially the enthusiastic workers of our, of our OPW colleagues who embraced this project so enthusiastically, and who have Pangor looking at his best for display and his cash, and also the staff of Morris and Uktron, who have made all the preparations for our celebrations today. But most importantly, again I repeat it, this is our day. I'm delighted to express the gratitude to Imogen Stewart. Pangor born like all of Imogen's work, speaks to us with a serene silence, but it does so profoundly imbued as it is with a deep humanity and a life-enhancing spirit that makes her creations a joy to experience. Maruk Trohanerin is President of Ireland. It is such a pleasure and a privilege to provide a new home for the Pangor Bourne, a home in which I can assure all of you it will continue to be enjoyed in a spirit of shared community and friendship. We are honoured to receive the work today Honoured all the more for the presence of Emerson and all those who are connected to her in this great project. Emerson, who has made such a distinguished contribution to the cultural life of our nation and continues to do so. Mila Buikas, Garamila Mahakigalea.